0: Have you ever felt you're being watched sometimes? Have you ever had a cold shiver run down your spine? Sometimes we go through that. Sometimes we look for answers to questions we don't really truly understand. Like, are we truly alone in the universe? Is there life after death? This world is weird. It gets weirder by the day. And in that weird are questions that we have as curious beings known as humans. Tonight, we look into some of those questions and get a little weird. Because we all are just a tad bit weird. Tonight on... Weekend Weird. Hello, this is uh, Red Nick. We're back. Hello. Alright, we're back with another episode of Weekend Weird. We're do part two of the JFK assassination. Uh, why, you made ass? Well, one, we did a part one. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> we wanted to do... A podcast but then we had so much stuff to talk about it
0: yeah because it's a lot of information so we had to
1: turn into two episodes
0: yes yeah, so if you're if you're just joining us uh we're gonna do a quick summary we talked about the assassination in general we gave one uh conspiracy conspiracy theory going out there it was lbj that did it um now we'll talk about the rest of conspiracy theories but uh again welcome to weekend weird um i'm your host Navigator, Captain of the Ship, John Luke Picard, (laughs) better known as Red Nick. And again, joining me today to talk about this subject is my good friend Ogur. Hello. All right, so let's... Pick it off. I mean, the first part was pretty good. I mean, I think so, too. Yeah, it was a bunch of clicks on the Facebook page. and Yeah, uh, yeah uh, but I don't think no one heard the podcast. <laughs> just went, all right, it's a JFK one. I'm, are you going to listen to it? No, no. But uh, again, uh, if you're clicking on the Facebook page, go ahead and listen to the podcast. So, okay, that'd be great. It's the whole point of making it. But uh, let's get started on this. We left off with LBJ. Give reasons why people, conspiracy theorists, think that he's guilty of this murder of the president, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, um, and reasons that he's not. So we've listed that. So let's go on to our next conspiracy theory, which is the mob. The mafia. The mafioso. Ah, well, let's give a quick. This is the reasons why people think that uh, organized crime was guilty of the murder of the president of the United States. Uh, The House Select Committee on Assassinations wrote, the committee believes on the basis of evidence available to to it that the national syndicate of organized crime as a group was not involved in President Kennedy, but available evidence does not preclude the possibility that individual members may have been involved. Robert Blakely, who was then the chief counsel of the House Select Committee on Assassinations, Way to conclude in his book, The Plot to Kill the President, that New Orleans mafia boss Carlos Marcello was likely part of a mafia conspiracy behind the assassination and that the mafia had the means and opportunity required to carry it. As the cat goes insane behind me, <laughs> doesn't want me talking about this. Cat's like, "Yo, you talk too goddamn much, Balabush." <laughs> the gov- government documents have revealed that some members of mafia worked with the Central Intelligence Agency on assassination attempts against Cuban leader Fidel Castro. In the summer of nineteen sixty, CIA recruited ex FBI agent Robert M- Maru. I'm messing up this guy's name. To approach the West Coast representative of the Chicago mob, Johnny Rizzoli. Yeah, you remember Johnny. You know, he used to stay down the street for a Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, two-time Johnny. Yeah, two-time Johnny. When Marceau, I'm pronouncing his name right, contacted Rizzoli, Marceau hit the fact they he was sent by the CIA instead of portraying himself as an advocate of international corporations. He offered to pay $150,000 to have Castro killed, but Rizzoli declined any pay. Zani int- in- introduced miso to two men he referred to as Sam Gold and Joe. Sam Gold was Sam Giancana. Joe was... S- S- I'm pronouncing this guy's name. Right. What was... Damn. I Let me see.
1: Santo Traficante Jr., yes,
0: Santo Traficante Jr., mm. the Tampa Bay, Flo- the Tampa Florida, not Tampa Bay, Florida, boss and one of the most powerful mobsters in pre revolution Cuba. Glenn Kessner of the Washington Post explained after Fidel Castro led a revolution that topped a friendly government in 1959, the CIA was desperate to eliminate him. So the agency sought out a partner equally worried about Castro, the Mafia which had lucrative investments in Cuban casinos.
1: Ah, it always, it always comes back to the casinos. Yes,
0: it's, well, it's big money. I mean, we all know the house never loses with casinos. Why do you never see people get be billionaires of just betting? Yes. I mean, the house always wins. It never loses.
1: And you also got the, uh, I mean... Okay, so what's, what's the story here?
0: The, pretty much the story is that the mafia angry about war well, one cuba the bay of pigs because after the revolution the cuban revolution um pretty much they started the cuban government of the castro and the castros started nationalizing a lot of things and removing the organized crime element because mm-hmm. organized crime was not exactly helping the working class of cuba they were in business for themselves. Right, they are in it
1: for their own, yeah. their own uh, reasons, their yeah. own uh, benefit, their yeah. own profit.
0: Yeah, and they, Castro or Ayul, we didn't know about Fidel until much later, didn't like capitalism. Saw there was a hold over the bosses, so they threw them out. Supposedly, that also the mob, Giancana, uh, Sam Giancana, who was leading the Chicago mob, um, had helped John Kennedy win the presidential election over Richard Nixon in
1: 1960.
0: How? Um, pretty much, well, they're not sure whether it was Giancotta or then-mayor of Chicago Richard J. Daley, um, Democratic mayor of Chicago, even though it doesn't matter or whatever, that 50,000 dead people voted in the city of Chicago for Kennedy. 50,000 dead people. That was the rumor. It was just, all of a sudden, just 50,000 dead people just got up out out, out of the grave and just showed up. Or it could have been a zombie apocalypse. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, just, they are not telling us a lot of things. I mean, we talk about an assassination of a president. It's still supposed to be open and shut. And like 60-some odd years later, we're still talking about it. Hey, zombie apocalypse doesn't sound that too outrageous. outrageous. Yeah, (laughs) that's not a a far step forward. But supposedly 50,000 people. In the city of Chicago, who had been deceased, had voted in this election. They've all voted for Kennedy.
1: Okay.
0: Um, also, that uh, John Kennedy's father, Joseph Kennedy, was a bootlegger with uh, the mob, New York and Chicago mob, during pro- Prohibition. Mm-hmm. That's how he get mo- made most of his money, because the Kennedys were independently wealthy. And supposedly, it was for bootlegging during Prohibition. So, mm-hmm. if people not sure what Prohibition is the word speaks for itself. Prohibition. <laughs> not prohibition. allowed
1: to make or drink alcohol. Well,
0: not allowed to distribute and manufacture alcohol. It Prohibition says nothing about consuming it. Oh. So, well, yeah, nice that's, that. yes. It says nothing about consuming it, but if you have it in your hands, you're not supposed to have it in your hands, but I don't think no one's going to arrest you for yeah, drinking already. <laughs> this is an interesting quote that I found. And the, in his book, They Killed Our President. Former Minnesota Governor and Body Slam enthusiast Jesse Ventura concluded
1: Jesse Ventura. Yes,
0: so Jesse Ventura uh, concluded that John F. Kennedy was murdered by a conspiracy involving disgruntled CIA agents, anti-Castro Cubans, and members of the Mafia, all of whom are extremely angry as they view Kennedy's appeasement poli- policies towards communist Cuba in the Soviet Union
1: see that to me makes more sense than like just one agency because in order to pull out something this big right mm-hmm. you need help from several different factions right right you can't just be a few people in the CIA you do need them the the mob's help you do need the help of um, you know basically like foot soldiers from the anti uh, Castro regime in Cuba right What's the? Didn't didn't the the mob have something to do with like the security or the something about the route that day? Didn't the mob have something to do with like or speculation that they somehow were able to change? No,
0: it. The, there was a speculation, but here's the thing with the mob—they don't have that much power. You 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 mean to tell me that the mob has power over the Secret Service and and the Dallas Police Force? Okay, maybe one. More likely the Dallas police force, but still with the mob, it's like, how are they going to control the Secret Service? How are they going to control the county cops? Because Dallas has county jurisdiction, state cops, the Texas Rangers, um, the FBI agents, federal, federal government, secret organizations. We don't even know about it. It's NSA. How, how is the mob going to infiltrate all those agencies?
1: But you said yourself that he was in like... Unfriendly territory in Texas.
0: Yes, he was unfriendly territory in in Texas. The fact that he was surrounded by people in his own party that were that saw him as a liberal blue blood, um, northeastern blue blood, also racist Ku Klux Klan members who hated his stance on civil rights. The fact that he wasn't totally blowing people, uh, black Americans, aw- uh, off and just like them screaming for their rights, um, and the fact that they're. There were people who, um, uh, not even outside the party, anti-Castro, uh, anti-communist, who thought he was soft. And really, that's that's the myth with Kennedy that he really wasn't soft on communism. He wasn't soft on communism at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he didn't. No, I'm I'm busy. <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy. Oh god. Pause a second. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. It was a little... <laughs> so I won't shut up. Um, the The fact that he didn't want the Bay of Pigs uh, fiasco to go on because it wasn't his. He did, he was just had it flown on his lap. It says, you must approve this. And he was lied to along the way. Or the fact that he didn't nuke um, or invade Cuba during the Cuban Missile Crisis because they had nuclear weapons at the back of the Soviet Union. I mean, like, it's kind of like today, and I hate bringing an analogy of today, and I hate bringing the analogies of, 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 of politics into certain current politics because it's a political um, environment in which we live in right now in this country, in the United States of America. But people are stupid. There are a lot of people that don't understand the intricacies and, and the, the and and the behind the scenes stuff that goes on behind. You can't just run in and do something on 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 a A large scale level, you have to think it out. You have to be common heads, have to prevail on things because you are angry about something and you need to run into certain situations. You can't do that because there's consequences, and there's consequences that go far beyond just you or a government, it goes beyond the regular people who live that have nothing to do with this, and they're the ones that made to suffer. So, when you're sitting there and saying back in that time, back in the 60s, and you're saying, Well, 62, 63, is we need to go into Cuba. Who's gonna go into damn Cuba? It ain't gonna be Kennedy. It ain't gonna be his kids. It ain't gonna be uh. any most of the people in the federal government. It'll be working people going over to fight in Cuba, and they don't even know why they're fighting in Cuba. Or and the fact that you have a Cuba has a backup superpower behind them with nuclear weapons. So it's bye bye everybody. So. Mm-hmm. Just because Kennedy did not go into Cuba and not be a little bit more aggressive with the Soviet Union does not mean he was any softer on communism than anyone else. A prime example of that is that he, he, had, he had ramped up and increased military visas going into Vietnam. Mm-hmm. That is one prime example. And still, other, and there are other examples of him sending more CIA agents and military visas across Latin America. Just because he didn't go into Cuba, does not mean he's any any less of a Cold Warrior. He's just smart about it.
1: That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's a situation where like cooler heads prevail, right? Mm-hmm. Where like instead of going into Cuba and causing a kerfuffle down there, in with the uh, with the option or with the <clears throat> with the disastrous outcome of mm-hmm. having nuclear fallout over here, like right. it's uh, not going there is definitely the smarter, the the wiser choice and you're right that doesn't mean he's soft on communism right it just means he doesn't want to drag he, the u.s into he's not a, unnecessary war yeah.
0: yeah he's not a dumbass right and he knows he could see all right we do this step this will happen we do this step. this might possibly happen that makes him smarter doesn't make him i'm soft he's soft on communism and anyone that said that even in today's uh um uh, climate with what's going on with something particular like North Korea or something, you know what? If you're thinking, "No, we need to be tougher on them," then you take your ass down to fucking North Korea and your ass go fight. Let's see how far you, how far you make it. Mm-hmm. Let's see how fucking far. You're probably not far because you're fucking untrained and you're stupid. Sorry, that's a little rant. It's just getting and don't want to bring pol- current politics into this shit. But yeah, people are stupid and need to hear the fucking truth about them. So he, even back then. So he wasn't this soft or communist uh, myth that some right wingers and uh, anti communists like putting off. He was a hardcore warrior. and He knew what he was doing at that time. He just was smart enough to be able to see that if I do this, this could happen, or if I do this, this could happen. Let's go with the latter.
1: Right. Let's go with the lesser. Yes. Lesser painful option. Yeah. And
0: as a poll And as <clears throat> speaking of the um, the mob, um, what I have it, it, it is possible that they could have... I knew they were angry at him because not only that, his brother, the Attorney General Bobby Kennedy, was going after mob figures, going after Giancana and uh, Truffaut Canty, also Jimmy Hoffa, uh, leader of the Teamsters back in that time, uh, elected president of the Teamsters Union. Um, he was going after these men with mob ties. <sighs> it just... It, it seems like, okay, they're angry at Kennedy, John F. Kennedy. He to. Like you, you want the federal government off your back? Would you go after Bobby?
1: Would less, you go after less Bobby? Less higher profile, right? Yeah, it, I mean it's
0: still a higher profile, it but, is, not but the it's president. not the president. Yeah. Right. And what I have a problem with, and what I think that it really, it, even though it could be possible, a couple of rogue, not even rogue elements, a couple of elements of the mobs, like yeah, we're going to get in there, but they had to work with a lot people, a lot bigger. If it was a conspiracy to murder President Kennedy. The, the conspiracy of the mob doing it is, I don't think they're big enough, and I don't think they had the balls. I mean, you, you come from a time, you, during that time, you had Giacchano, uh, uh, Um They came from, they were leading after a time where the mobster was big and flashy. Like back in the 20s, Al Capone, back in the 30s and 40s, Lucky Luciano, Meyer Lansky, Dutch Schultz. Uh, guys like that who were big and flashy and t- you knew who they were. It was like, yeah, those, those were mob boys. And the federal government came in on them like a hawk. And what happened to them at the end? Like, uh, luckily, I was throwing in jail then he was deported. Uh, Meyer Lansky yeah, he got out of it a little bit, but still wasn't as big as he was uh, towards the end of his life as he was in the middle of his life. Uh, Dutch Schultz got down in his own restaurant bathroom. <laughs> Al Capone, uh, arrested, Got syphilis, died in a syphilis craze. I mean, the mob back in the 60s, even now, they, they want a lower profile. They're behind the scenes. And you go off and kill the president, everyone finds out about it. Game fucking over, man! They're gonna if the cops ain't gonna kill you, the federal government ain't gonna kill you, arrest you. then ordinary, regular, everyday citizens are gonna come after you and shoot your ass to fuck down.
1: Yeah, but would they would they be able to pull out something like that or help pull out something like that without, um, without the government after the fact coming back and linking you to this? I don't
0: think so because the thing about mob, mafia, yeah, they got this code of silence and stuff. Um, that they talk about, but at the same time, someone always talks. I think Cal- Cal- Capone, someone talked. Deluciano, someone talked. <laughs> My, uh, Meyer Lansky, uh, Dutch Schultz, someone talks. Someone always talks. And for someone, it people not going this long and not talking about it, it tells me, huh, I don't think this happened. With the mob. With the mob killing Kennedy.
1: Possible. I mean... So... What is the connection to Jack Ruby now, right? What is the... Because people say he was also a part of the mob in Dallas. Is well, that Well, yeah.
0: Supposedly, he's a part... I mean, he he received loan money from to open up his club in Dallas because he ran a, a burlesque club. I guess now you call it a strip joint. Um, but back then I think it was called a strip joint also but supposedly he got money from the Dallas mob to help him open up the club they ran security for it um, to make sure things don't get out of hand um, so he was friendly with them yeah he was friendly with them the Warren Commission says no there's no mob ties to Ruby and clearly there was um, if if you would if you go with the conspiracy theory that The mob did it. It was two gunmen and they set up Oswald and Oswald knew too much to be talking and they sent Jack Ruby to shut him up. I mean, could, but a lot of things had to go right. And it's too many, like if one thing goes wrong, everything falls apart. And for everything to go right, absolutely right, for that, your end result, I don't know. I just right, don't and it know. seems
1: too neat of a package, too neatly yeah. uh, tied up.
0: Too neatly tied up, and too much coincidence for that to happen. So, I don't. I mean, there's. It could, but I highly doubt it is with the Bob. Hmm. I really highly doubt that it is. So. I think.
1: I think the, the 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 more plausible scenario is what I mentioned earlier that they had a hand in it. Like if if there is a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. I think the mob mob could have helped but there's no way they could pull it off on their own yeah yeah not they, a chance yeah
0: I don't think so. not a chance yeah. it's just
1: they're not they're not big enough and powerful enough mm-hmm. and like like you're saying to have it all like have everything work out so perfectly mm-hmm. nothing goes wrong right. are you kidding me right
0: yeah. I mean it seems oh, pretty un-
1: it seems pre- not impossible yeah but, but pretty uh, unlikely, I, that, unlikely that. It was just the mob, right? Yeah, so
0: highly unlikely. Okay, Um, another conspiracy theory. Theory, excuse me. That everyone brings up is the Cubans or and the Soviets did it. The Cubans and Soviets sent agents over, sleeper cells over to the United States, uh, to murder the president of the United States. Here, let me read this quick quote. Uh, on a Cuban government conspiracy to murder the president. in a report, the Warren Commission stated they investigated dozens of allegations of conspiratorial contact between Oswald and agents of the Russian government and uh, Cuban government, excuse me, and found no evidence of Cuban involvement in assassination. The House Select Committee on Assassinations also wrote the committee believes, on the basis of evidence available, available to it, that the Cuban government has not was not involved in the assassination of President Kennedy. However, some conspiracy theorists Continue to allege that Fidel Castro ordered the assassination of Kennedy in retaliation of the CIA's pre- previous attempts to assassinate him. In the early 60s, Claire Booth L- 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 Luch, excuse- well, uh-huh. <laughs> wife of Tom Life publisher Henry Luch, was one of a number of prominent Americans who sponsored anti-Castro groups. This support including funding exiles and commando speedboat raids against Cuba. 1975, Claire Luch said that on the night of the assassination, she received a phone call from members of a commando group that she had sponsored. According to Luch, the caller's name was something like Julio Fernandez, and he claimed he was calling her from New Orleans. According to Luch, Fernandez told her that Oswald had approached his group with an offer to help assassinate Castro. Fernandez further claimed that he and his associates eventually found out that Oswald was a communist and supporter of Castro. Wait, 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 wait. what? (laughs) Yes. Claiming
1: (laughs) claiming that he wanted to join a group to kill Castro?
0: Yes. He wanted to kill Castro and they found out that he, according to them, according to this Fernando Fernandez, excuse me, that Oswald was a communist and he was pro Castro. I don't know if this Julio Fernandez person is real, but that part is true. Oswald did, um, back in June 63, did move to New Orleans and started the fair play uh, chapter of the Fair Play for Cuba group, which was a group head- headquartered in New York City, who was pro Castro, who wanted the U.S hands out of Castro. Even though the Oswald had called them and wanted to start a chapter in the South, mainly in New Orleans, they recommended him not to do it. Oswald was like, okay, next day he started a chapter of the group. The main chapter in New York said we have nothing to do with Oswald. Oswald did approach a, anti-cast- a major anti-Castro group down in New Orleans and tried to infiltrate into that group. We don't know Why? Why? I, we no one knows that's the mystery, which is Oswald, which we'll get to in a little bit. No one knows why he tried to join that group, but he did. Okay. a poet. This, this is told by the Warren Commission. They found out about it. There was a scuffle. Oswald was arrested. There are mugshots of him being arrested right, for a scuffle. Right, right, and then he ended up debating. The guy on a public act the guy who was leading this anti-castro group on a public access television
1: in New Orleans
0: in New Orleans um the guy called Oswald a communist Oswald says no I'm not a communist I'm a Marxist so yeah so supposedly this is of the story so you know let me finish this up this is the Cupid part of the uh, conspiracy it was supporter of Castro that this was newfound knowledge. His group kept a close watch on Oswald till Oswald slowly came into money and went to Mexico City, then Dallas. Finally, Luch, finally, according to Luch, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong again. Fernandez told her there is a Cuban communist assassination team at large, and Oswald was their hired gun. Luch said she was told to call her to give this information to the FBI. Subsequent, Luch would reveal that the details of the incident to both the Church Committee which was another committee researching assassinations, and the House uh, Select Committee on Assassinations. Both committees investigated the inc- incident but were unable to recover any evidence to corroborate the allegations. In May 1967, then-CIA Director Richard Helms told Lyndon, jo- Lyndon Johnson, the president, that the CIA tried to assassinate Castro. Helms further stated the CIA had employed members of the Mafia in this effort, and that the CIA plots to assassinate Castro dated back to August of 1960 to the Eisenhower administration. Helms also said that the plots against Castro continued into the Kennedy administration, and that Attorney General Robert Kennedy had known about both the plots and the Mafia involvement. It is true. They tried to assassinate Castro. They tried to use the bomb to help assassinate Castro. They tried to use anti-Castro uh, uh, Cuban exiles. They hate Castro. Castro's dead right now. He's dead. He's gone. Cuban exiles still hate Castro. They wanted Castro dead.
1: Right. For obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. out of their... Kicked out of the country,
0: had he, to flee. You had to flee. You were a communist government, ninety miles offside outside the coast of Florida.
1: Right,
0: his beard was magnificent back then. <laughs> <laughs> he smoked Cuban cigars and flipped. The wake up every morning, flipping naked and flipping a bird to the United States. Yeah, yeah. I was not goddamn too. <laughs> I mean, through
1: the uh, through the connection to Russia, Cuba represented an existential, like almost crisis for the U.S. Yeah. Just a portal to, a, to, to the arch nemesis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this, this theory is suggesting what here? That the Cuban... The
0: Cuban government works with the Soviet government. and re- All right, let me give you uh, a conspiracy theory. The reason why the Soviet government was involved, too, the Soviet Union, was that Nikita Khrushchev was motivated by having to back down during the Cuban Missile Crisis and responsible for this assassination not to look weak and the Politburo. That's what people don't pretty much realize with the Soviet Union. Like, you had Vladimir Lenin, and then you had Joseph Stalin, and then you had Khrushchev, and along other, other leaders up to them to the end of the Soviet Union. Um, these were not strongmen. They answered to a party. They answered to the party that was the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, which was in charge of that government at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to look strong, but cannot be a strongman because the party controls life. The party can replace you. Mm-hmm. At any time, I mean, Stalin is p- perfect by knocking off members he didn't like and putting in members that he did like that were loyal to him. But especially after him, the party was firmly in control of everyday life in the Soviet Union. He even worked in some sense of Cuba, but because Castro wasn't a head, wasn't the president of Cuba, president of the Communist Party. No, there were other people that were president of the Communist Party. He was sort of a head of state spokesman the party could have replaced him at any time. Also with Khrushchev, you have to appear strong during the Cold War. Kennedy has to appear strong being on the western side, the U.S. side of the Cold War. Khrushchev, whoever's leading the Soviet Union, must appear strong on his side. If he appears weak, they get rid of him. Just like over here. Just like in the United States and the Western world. So, they backed out. The Russians backed out of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Khrushchev is pissed off. I'm gonna get some guns and I'm gonna take care of that mother, mother effer. <laughs> and I'm gonna help you use the Cubans too. And they're gonna help me. So they went over there and shot him. Okay, that sets up a motive,
1: but yes. what it, I mean, what facts are we, can we point to here that there's even suspicion that they were involved?
0: The only facts that he can point to is Oswald. That's it. That's the problem with the conspiracy theory. This conspiracy theory is that you can point, the only, Thing that they really have solid to point to that those who say it was the Cubans and the Soviets or the Cubans or the Soviets is Oswald because he went and, and he
1: dabbled in both. Yes, he
0: dabbled in both. Right. He 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 migrated to the Soviet Union, um, uh, and then came back and he tried to get into Cuba and they came back. It's not really, it's not pretty much that you can point to that says, Oh, it was the Cuban government. Yes, it is true, the CIA did try to assassinate Fidel Castro. That is unequivocally true. Now, the other way around, him finding out about it and getting pissed off and wanting to kill Kennedy, I don't think that's logical. Again, it's like the mob. You find out it's the Cubans and the Soviets or the Soviets or the Cubans, that's World War III.
1: So, with Oswald going to Russia... And coming back and going to Cuba and coming back, mm-hmm. um, how easily could you move between countries during the Cold War between the U S. and Russia, unless you were a citizen of both? Like, was it that easy just to go to Russia and then come back? Like, wouldn't wouldn't they ask you why the fuck you went to Russia? And yeah, came back yeah, that's as an American citizen.
0: Yeah, if you had money and we Cuba wanna... on top of that, Cuba is a lot harder. It was a lot harder because there was a blockade. So it really was very hard and even now. And they changed it a little bit. Then they changed it back because, I don't know. uh, Because, because Trump. Of, because of Trump. and it, You know what? Fuck it. He's a fucking idiot. Fuck that guy. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm leaving trying to go against a politic grade, But fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Um, they had changed it. There was a b- blockade. It was economic Blockade on Cuba, so it was very hard to get into Cuba, and for been a long period of time until uh President Obama relaxed some some um, restrictions on it. Then it was reversed back again, and just so it could be reversed again by the next person. No, back.
1: so no, my point is isn't getting into Cuba or Russia. I mean, you could just fly to fly to Peru and then fly to Cuba. That's not it's yeah. Not big or you could fly to
0: Canada and well drive to well here you could drive to Canada and fly into Cuba. Right. And you can ask them not like I I had I had friends who just did it. Yeah. That they what that was for um, school. But if I wanted to do it for vacation, I could just drive, rent a car, drive up to Canada, fly into Cuba. Because right. it's direct flights. Ask the Cuban government not to stamp my passport. They'll do that. I just told you how to do it. <laughs> and then fly back to Canada and then just drive back here.
1: So, right. Yeah. And But the it's point hard. Being is, I'm sorry. I got off. No, no. The, the point being is it's not going there. It's coming back.
0: Yeah, coming back. It's coming back. Yeah.
1: So, okay, maybe you can avoid getting your passport stamped in Cuba, but I, I wouldn't think... A country like Russia would allow you to enter their country without stamping your passport. Yeah, they
0: could stamp. They would have to stamp your passport because you're going direct. If you were there was direct. There were direct flights back there from the United States to the Soviet Union, so it was easy uh, to get into. You just had to have a valid reason why you were going into the Soviet Union and why you were going back out.
1: Uh-huh. Oswald, and, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. And, and doesn't does does he have family here at the time when he flies? Flies to Russia and goes to Russia and back? Yes, yeah, his
0: mother is. Oswald? Uh-huh. Yeah, his mother is living here. His brother's living <laughs> here. Know, I mean, doesn't he have a
1: wife and kids? At when that he, time? When he
0: was going to Russia?
1: Yeah. No. No.
0: He had no wife, no kids. He came back with a wife and she was pregnant.
1: Oh, right. He met Yeah, a girl he, out met, there. he
0: met his wife out there. Right. But. Um, no, all he had was his family, his mother, his brothers out in the United States. He came back. That's another weird part. You end up going to the Soviet Union. You say you're going to want to become a Soviet citizen. And then they give you Soviet citizenship and you stay for a little bit. And then you come back. No questions asked. They loan you money to come back. The United States government loaned Oswald money to come back. Gave him $460 to buy, and because he got rid of his passport, gave him a new passport and $460 alone to pay for him and his Russian-born wife, who was pregnant with their child, to come back to the United States, no questions asked.
1: Seems rather fishy to me, don't you think? If, rather. I mean, <laughs> who?
0: Who, <laughs> who paid him money? The federal government. How? What? I mean, for what like, What? what, what reason home. did they give? If so, He if, wanted to come back
1: home. If a reporter asked, what would they say? What's the valid reason? He wanted to come back dignitary. home. He's not a dignitary. He's a United
0: States citizen. That's all they have to say.
1: I mean, back then... But it wasn't like being held against his own No, he, he wasn't being held will. against
0: his own will, but he wants to come back home. So federal government, is like he was a United States citizen. He needed help, so we gave him help. Back then no one's gonna question it as strongly as me and you and the supposed court media would question it now. Why are you giving this person money who's renounced his citizenship It became it's like me going over to North Korea? North Korea and saying I'm renouncing my citizenship to the United States. I want to be a North Korean citizen. And they grant the you citizenship. Grant me the North Koreans grant me citizenship. And then after like a year or two, I'm like, okay, I want to come back home. The North Koreans like, okay, whatever, leave. United States is like, oh, okay, well, here, uh, here's a passport, and here's some money. You pay us back whenever you feel like it. And, oh, yeah, I got a wife, too, and she's pregnant with my kid. Yeah, bring them all along. Bring bring the whole damn family. And, oh, like, oh, yeah, I meant to tell you this. Yeah, I was part of the United States military, and I gave the North Koreans some uh, military info on, on your, like, your current fighter jets. Is that okay? Sure! Why not? Yeah, so <laughs> come on in. Dive into that a little bit more because yeah, Well, after after we get to this conspiracy. Uh okay. even though it leads to the conspiracy. Um here, let's just let's just wrap this up with the Cubans and the Soviets. I don't think they did do it. Um too much heat. They they both I think more the Soviets than the Cubans have um more or able to do it but no i don't think they did it i think this they don't have much evidence for them to say that either of them did it right. other than revenge so yeah let's let's talk about oswald i know we're supposed to talk about the CIA, but because we keep the going Oswald, back to Oswald, Oswald is
1: the thing that, t- that 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 keeps the conspiracy theory alive. Yeah,
0: because not no, not no. <laughs> <laughs> right, because because Oswald, no one knows about this guy.
1: Oswald is the one player in in all of this, and whether he pulled the trigger or not, it's mm. kind of irrelevant, right? Right. He's the one player in this that ties different seemingly unconnected. um, Parts of this conspiracy together. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. That's why when you say Soviet in Cuba, my eye in my mind immediately goes to Oswald because, as we spoke about it a second ago, he, he dabbled in all of these, right? Right. And then he brings in the CIA because it makes you wonder, someone who was in the military, mm-hmm. went to Russia and came back, was loaned money by the government. Right. Who pulled those strings, right? Who pulled them? The president didn't do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, who who else do you look to? The FBI or the CIA? Yeah, well, FBI right? was
0: domestic, CIA was international, so it points more towards the CIA. Let's talk about Oswald. Let's just get on Oswald. Right. Let's Let's give me a short down. biography of Oswald real quick. Lee Harvey, what is this for, dude? Lee Harvey Oswald, <laughs> <laughs> born in New Orleans, Louisiana, right. Or October 18th, 1939 to Robert Edward Lee Oswald Sr. and Margolette Francis Kévin. It's French, I can't read it. <laughs>
1: what is it? Cla-
0: Clavier. Clavier. Yeah. Robert Oswald was a distant cousin of Confederate General Robert E. Lee and a veteran of World War One. All right, I don't know. Fuck this guy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Wait, wait, no. wait, wait. wait, wait. Lee Harvey Oswald is, is related distant, to Robert Lee? Yes.
1: <laughs> this man You were getting, fucked since birth. <laughs> this man just keeps getting better and better.
0: Robert died of a heart attack two months before Lee was born. Lee's elder brother, Robert Jr., still living, by the way, was a former Marine. Through Margaret's first marriage to Edward John Pick Jr., Lee and Robert Jr. were half brothers of Air Force veteran John Edward Pick. Margaret moved the family from New Orleans to Dallas in 1944. Oswald entered the first grade in 1945 and over half a dozen years attended several different schools in Dallas and Fort Worth area through 6th grade. Oswald took IQ tests in the 4th grade and scored 103 or on achieved the test or achievement test in grades 4 through 6, he twice did best in reading and twice did worse in spelling. As child, Oswald was described as withdrawn and te- temperamental to several people who knew him. When Oswald was 12 in 1952, his mother took him to New York City, where he lived for a short time with Oswald's half-brother, John. Oswald and his mother were later asked to leave after an argument, which Oswald allegedly struck his mother and threatened John's wife with a pocket knife. Oswald attended a seventh grade in the Bronx, New York, but was often truant. This led to a psychiatric evaluate assessment and a juvenile reformatory. Reform, me, the reformatory psychiatrist described Oswald as immersed in a fantasy, fantasy life, to, turning around the topics of omnipotence and power, through which Oswald tried to compensate with, for his present shortcomings and frustrations. Also, the doctor detected that a personal pattern disturbance with schizophrenic features and passive aggressive tendencies, and recommended continued treatment.
1: When he was a child. When
0: he was a child, yes. Okay. Oswald completed grades eight through ninth when he moved back to New Orleans and entered eighth grades. Entered the tenth grade in 1955, but quit school after one month. After leaving school. Oswald worked for several months at an office clerk in messenger in New York City. I mean, excuse me, New Orleans. He then re-enrolled in school when he moved back to Fort Worth, but later quit school at age 17 to join the Marines. Throughout young Oswald had trouble spelling and may have been a reading spelling disability. He read a lot. At age 15, he claimed to be a Marxist and wrote in his diary, I was looking for a key to my environment, and then I discovered socialist literature. I had to dig for my books in the back, dusty shelves of libraries. And As a teenager, Oswald attended Civil Air Patrol meetings in New Orleans. His fellow cadets recalled him attending Civil Air Patrol meetings three or four times, or 10 or 12 times over a one to two month period. Oswald enlisted in the Marines on October 24th, of 1956, just right after his fifth birthday. His brother had to sign the request forms as his guardian, releasing him to the military. Oswald enlistment papers showed his vital statistics as 5'8 in height, 135 pounds, in weight with hazel eyes and brown hair. His primary training was radar operations, and he was a position that required a security clearance. At the Kester Air Force Base in Biloxi, Mississippi, Oswald finished seventh in a class of 30 in the Air Control and Warning Operation Course, course which included instructions in aircraft aircraft surveillance and use of radars. He reported to the Marine Corps Base Air Station El Toro, then departed Japan um, in August of that of 1957. Um, assigned to the uh, Naval Air Facility near Tokyo. Like all Marines, Oswald was tested, trained, and tested in shooting, and he scored a two twelve in December nineteen fifty six, slightly above the requirements for the designation of sharpshooter. In May nineteen fifty five, he scored one ninety one, which reduces ratings to marksman. Hmm. Oswald was court-martialed after he accidentally shot himself in the elbow with an unauthorized 22 handgun. He was court-martialed a second time for fighting with a sergeant who he thought was responsible for this punishment in the shooting manner. He was demoted to private first class from private, private first class to private and briefly imprisoned in the brig. He had a nickname of Ozzy Rabbit. And some people called him Oswald Manovich because he was a Marxist and he loved Russian so much.
1: So he became Marxist and in the while he was in the military
0: before he was in his 15, he was reading Marxist literature. He became a Marxist, then he joined the military.
1: So, how does someone like that with that mentality at that time in a rebellious state that he has joined the military like, why? Do you join the military?
0: You know he, what I mean? Yeah, probably because he needed you, a job. I don't know. But
1: like you're joining the the, the military, the armed wing of this global uh, superpower right. that you're supposedly against the ideals of. Right. That doesn't really make sense to me. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know other what than I the fact
0: mean? Like, yeah, other than the fact that I think he needed a job and this is something he, he thought he could do. Other than that, I don't understand why we would join the military. I don't. I don't know. Don't know. Seems but, pretty odd to me. but Yeah, but well, let, let me, uh, in sept- on September 11th, 1959, well, the bad shit happened on September 11th, <laughs> he received a hardship discharge from active service, claiming his mother needed care, and was put on reserve. Oswald then traveled to the Soviet Union just before turning 20 in October 1959. This was a trip he planned well in advance. Along with a self-taught Russian, he saved $1,500 as Marine Corps salary. Oswald spent two days with his mother at Fort Worth, then embarked by ship on september twentieth from New Orleans to La Hare, France, and immediately proceeded to the United Kingdom, arriving in Southampton, and on October 9th, he told officials he had seven hundred dollars and planned to remain in the United Kingdom for one week before proceeding to a school in Switzerland. However, on the same day he flew to Helsinki, there was a he was issued a Soviet visa on october fourteenth. Oswald left Helsinki by train on the following day crossing the Soviet border at <laughs> 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 uh, yeah
1: some city yeah some city
0: in the Soviet Union and arrived in Moscow on October 16th his va- his visa valid only for a week it was due to expire on October 21st
1: hmm so he didn't go directly to Russia. No, no.
0: He went to France, the United Kingdom, then Helsinki, then Russia.
1: Yes. On purpose?
0: Um we don't know. Almost immediately after arriving, Oswald informed his tourist his info tourist guide of his desire to become a Soviet citizen. When he asked why, by various Soviet officials he encountered, all of whom by Oswald account find his wish incomprehensible. He said he was a communist, and he gave a, what he described in his diary as vague answers about great Soviet Union on October 21st the day his visa was due to expire he said he was told his citizenship application had been refused and he had to leave the Soviet Union that evening distraught Oswald inflicted a minor but bloody wound on his left wrist in his hotel bathroom bathtub soon before his tourist guide was due to ride to escort him from the country according to his diary because he wished to kill himself in a way that would shock her. Delaying Oswald's departure because of his self-inflicted injury, the Soviets kept him in the Moscow hospital under psychiatric evaluation to October 28, 1959. According to Oswald, he met with four more Soviet officials that day who wanted to ask, who asked if he wanted to turn to the United States. Oswald replied by insisting that he wanted to live in the Soviet Union as a Soviet national press for identification papers, he provided his Marine Corps discharge papers. October 31st, Oswald appeared in the United States Embassy in Moscow to and declared his desire to renounce his U.S. citizenship. I've made up my mind, he says. I'm through. He told the U.S. Embassy interviewing officer Richard Edward Snyder that he had been a radar operator in the Soviet in the Marine Corps, and that he had voluntarily stated to unnamed Soviet officials that. This, as a Soviet citizen, he would make known to them such information concerning the Marine Corps and his specialty as he would possess. He today, he might know something of special interest. Because of this statement, his hardship honorable military reserve discharge had been changed to undesirable. The Soviet press story of the affection of a former U.S. Marine to the Soviet Union. Was reporter on the front page of some newspapers in 1959. Okay, let's stop right there for a second. Okay, you go over to the Soviet Union. You were in the military. You get some top secret information to be able to detect any type of airplanes coming into any type of space through radar. You go up and you defect to the enemy and tell them, I'm going to tell them everything I know about. Right, right. Yes. Uh, why? Why? Why tell them?
1: Why, why? tell the military? Know. I don't know. If you're going to if you're going to reveal some secrets while you're in Russia, why tell the military? Maybe in the, in with the hopes that he might come back to the United States at some point. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to burn those bridges, but
0: what, like it just it seems to be like too calculated. Why did you arrest him right then and there in the US embassy and then fly his ass back to the United States to stand trial for treason? Right. The guy said, "I'm going to renounce my citizenship." To he the wasn't
1: even—he wasn't even a Russian citizen at that point.
0: No, he wasn't. He was still a U.S. citizen. What the yeah, hell?
1: Right. Bog- that boggles my mind. It,
0: it boggles my mind too, and it's just like, what the
1: fuck? Okay, so what's
0: going on? So let's. So get- what
1: happens? Do, do the Russians um, immediately give him citizenship afterwards?
0: Um. No. <laughs> Oswald wanted to attend Moscow State University, the old fighting frozen guys. <laughs> he was sent to Manesk to work as a lactate operator at a electronics factory which produced radios, televisions, and military space electronics.
1: Interesting. Interesting industry.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I got all this information. You, you sent me over here. So the that what tells me is... The Soviets really thought there was something more to this guy. I was like, wait a minute. I don't think this guy's telling us the truth. I think he's spying on us. Yeah, let's give him a job where he builds television sets. That's the thing.
1: Like, if this, if 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 it's true, the way it happened, that he right. just picked up one they defected from the United States, and went to Russia. Don't you think the Russian? Would officials would be like, about why that? are you here? here?
0: And here's the thing. Also, what I found out is that of all the time he was talking to, to Russian officials about wanting to stay not, and told them that he was part of the United States military, not one time did the KGB come up and talk to Oswald. Not once.
1: Or that we know of.
0: That we, According to, to Soviet records, is that the KGB did not talk to him. Now, the Soviets would consistently maintain they did not disbelieve or question Oswald or his military experience in the Pacific because he served in the Pacific in Japan, despite the fact that he served as a radar operator in Japan from where U-2 spy planes were launched, nor did he consider recruiting him as an agent. Many intelligence critics insisted the Soviets would be happy to question a former Marine like Oswald or close-order drills if they, that's what that was all that he knew. But Oswald knew much more. Oswald had access to locations of all the bases of the West Coast area, for all radio fre- frequencies, for all squadrons, all types, all tactical call signs, and relative strength strength of all squadron, number, of type, number and type of aircrafts and a squadron who was the commanding officer, the author- authorization codes for entry and exiting, exiting the ADIZ, which stands for the Air Defense Identification Zone. He knew the range of our radars. He knew the radars of, range of our radios. He knew the range of surrounding units units, radios, and radars. There were some things which he knew or which he received instruction that was no way of changing, such as the MPS 16 Height Finder radar gear. He was also been schooled on a piece of machinery called tpx one which is used to transfer radio, radio, radar, and radio signals over a great distance. Radar has been susceptible to homing missiles, and this piece of equipment is used to put your radio antenna several miles away and relay the information back to your site, which you hopefully learn to leave safe. He has been schooled on all of this, but yet the KGB did not talk to him about it. Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't think they did. That for their records. And and for Oswald Oswald's rec- his regulation his wife's regulation the KGB never visited him
1: that I, I simply do not believe that I mean why would they publicize it that they did anyways
0: no no they didn't no, saying, why
1: would they self, like why would they publicize it if they because I'm saying they, they did this, and they wouldn't talk about because it because he
0: was trained as a radar technician uh-huh. they would have had that information and be able to beat it they never did. Either they did talk to him and found out this guy was full of shit and didn't know anything. Right. Or they didn't talk to him at all.
1: Okay, so he goes Uh, to work at this factory. goes to
0: work at this factory. He ends up meeting. He he becomes bored. I'm going to sum it up quick because I need to get him out of the Soviet Union back into the United States. Um... He becomes bored with Soviet life. He has plenty of money. They give him an apartment. They give him a studio apartment. Not as big as the studio. Just as, just as big as a studio apartment as we sit right here. Oh, <laughs> okay. They give him a studio apartment. and give him a job. He's got a lot of money. But they keep a close surveillance on him. He's got a lot of money. He becomes bored with it because there's nowhere to spend the money. Nowhere to go other than trade work. Go back to his apartment. Eat. Sleep. In trade union dances. He becomes bored of uh, uh, Soviet life. He meets a woman. He begins a relationship from June 1960 to February 1961 with Ella German, a co-worker in his facility. He proposed marriage to her at the beginning of 1961, but she refused with the explanation that she did not love him and was afraid to marry an American. Some people believe that German's rejection of Oswald's marriage proposal May have much to do with his disillusionment with life in the Soviet Union is a decision to return to the United States. So then he meets his soon-to-be wife Maria. Prusakova. Pusakova. There you go. Kind of like, na- Sherry Nova, <laughs> <laughs> a nineteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old uh, <laughs> student. They marry less than six weeks in April. Uh, six weeks later, in April of 1961, Oswald's first child, June, is born February 15, 1962. In um, May 24, 1962, Oswald and Maria applied at the U.S. Embassy in Moscow for documents that enable her to immigrate to the U.S. On June 1st, the U.S. Embassy gave Oswald a loan for $435.71. Oswald and Maria, the infant daughter, left for the United States where you see much less attention from the press than Oswald expected, much to his disappointment. They then immediately moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area where Lee's mother and brother had, le- had lived. Lee begins a manuscript on Soviet life. Eventually, he gives up on the, on the project. Oswald also became acquainted with a number of anti-communist Russian and Eastern European émigrés in the area. In testimony to the Warren Commission, Alexander Kleinliner, said that Russian uh, migrants sympathize with Maria while merely tolerating Oswald, who they regard as rude and arrogant. You're a communist. You still claim to be a communist, but you're hanging out with anti-communists. This doesn't make any sense. (laughs) This doesn't make any sense. Oh, um, it doesn't.
1: Oh, boy. And yes. that last part that you mentioned there with him being rude and arrogant, like, a lot of people say that about Oswald that yeah. throughout his life. So, which begs the question, if he was an unlikable guy, how did he get around so easily? How did he get around so effort- <coughs> effortlessly?
0: Yes. Yeah, that, that's another thing about Oswald. Unless
1: he, he had there. some help along the way, that's this, right. this what I'm saying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, if here. you're a charming individual, you could talk your way into things, but yeah. for all accounts, he's, an, he's asshole. an asshole.
0: No one likes being around an asshole, and no one's going to do favors for an asshole. Right. All right. Um, here a, Apparently, before he killed the president, he also tried to kill a, someone else. Um, in March 63, Oswald used the alias A. Hadel to make a mail-order purchase for a second-hand 6.5-millimeter c- caliber Carcano rifle for $29.95. Jesus Christ, that's how much it cost back then. Um, on April tenth, nineteen 1963, Oswald attempted to kill retired U.S. Major General Edwin Miller. He fired a Carcano rifle at... No, Edward Walker. Excuse me, not Miller. Walker. He fired a Carcano rifle at Walker through a window from less than 100 feet away as Walker sat in the desk in his Dallas home. The bullet struck the window frame, and Walker's only injuries were bullet fragments of the forum. The U.S. The U.S. House Select Committee of Assassination stated that the evidence strongly suggested that Oswald carried out the shooting. General Walker, real quick, was an outspoken anti-communist, segregationist, and a member of the John Birch Society, a very uh, famous anti-communist, um, Communist organization, also a fascist and racist organization, um, and uh, should be put on a terrorist watch list because they're still around today. It's just my personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> in 1961, Walker had been relieved of his command of the 24th District Division of the U.S. Army in West Germany for distributing white-wing literature to his troops. He uh, later opposed racial integration at the University of Mississippi, which led to his arrest for insurrection, seditious conspiracy, and other charges. He was temporarily held in a mental institution or orders for President Kennedy's brother, Robert Kennedy, but a grand jury refused to indict him. His wife, Maria, Oswald's wife, Maria, testified her husband told her that he traveled by bus to General Walker's house and shot at Walker with a rifle. She also said that Oswald considered Walker to be a leader of a fascist organization. All right. He hangs out with anti-communist. Then he shoots a segregationist (laughs) anti-communist. What the fuck is going on? Uh, Like, seriously, we're not even... Like, with his life, we're not even at the... the the shit that he's been accused of. It, this is confusing with this guy.
1: So you can't even, like, cop out and say he had, like, some sort of split personality or something? Yeah, no. no. Like, he wasn't crazy.
0: He was weird but consistent. And smart. And... S-
1: According to mm-hmm. his IQ his All right, IQ so what we got about Oswald?
0: He's an asshole. <laughs> he might be... have. He's anti-social a little bit. He's he's a Marxist. Self-proclaimed Marxist. He's an asshole. (laughs) He hangs out with communists, -communists. anti-communists.
1: Yeah, no. The the, the man's a walking contradiction. And this is before... So, okay. The conspiracy theory, let's involve the CIA with... Harvey right. Oswald, uh-huh. right? Where did they come into his life? If if they are involved. If they Where are they
0: involved, in? they have to be involved when he joins the military. It's so straight from it's the beginning. Half,
1: it, it has to be. But if, why? Why recruit him? What's so special about him?
0: He claims to be a Marxist. He has a high IQ from what they had said. He reads a lot. He seems like he's relentless. You know, he seems lost in life. He doesn't know where he's gonna go. That's a perfect, perfect recruitment for the CIA. It's perfect. Just go in, like, all right, let's get him. So you had to. If the CIA was involved at any point in time, which kind of leads towards they were involved in this guy's life in some way, point because you don't get into the Soviet Union, say you're gonna do all this shit and renounce your citizenship, and they give you a loan to come back without some sort of federal government intervention.
1: I mean, it's very possible. Let's just be realistic about this. Mm-hmm. Could he have been a double agent? Right? He could have been. He went to Russia to reveal the U.S. secrets, but while he was there, there were some Americans in Russia that, that, that mm-hmm. talked him talked him out of it. Yeah. Or said, hey, we know you're doing this. If we catch you, we're going to kill your ass for treason. Mm-hmm. So how about instead... You gather he some information for us, for us right. and it will let you back into the United States. I mean, it
0: could be that could be a possibility. Because, w- uh, why
1: else? What's the leverage he has against? The, like, what's the leverage he has against the government? What
0: the U.S. government? Or yeah, the U.S. Government? government. He has no role well, other than the fact of what he was trained. If he was trained, well, he was trained in radio operations. I mean, they, I, I didn't. I kept them on a leash for you. I kept dangling the fish, but I wouldn't let him touch it? I mean, with the the Soviets, you could say that to the United States government? I don't know. It's just... Because you're going to renounce your citizenship and tell them everything you know, your enemy. And then, all of a sudden, a couple of years later, it's like, you know, this kind of sucks. Can I come back? Sure. (laughs) By gods be by
1: gods. You know, that's always something I've wondered about since... Uh. I, what is I've always asked myself the question like is Oswald just a nobody who ended up being a part of this or was he a somebody considered by different groups to be someone of importance and didn't just go along with the conspiracy he was a part of the conspiracy like you know what I mean they always made me wonder like is he just a sucker, or was he a part of this?
0: I think he was more than a sucker. More I than I really think he was more than a sucker, because you can't do all these things and up to a certain point and then get away with it. You gotta have some help. You're not a sucker. You've got oh. to have me like, look, I know something. I know a lot of. I know a lot of things. Because you can't get to the point he got to. He did all this shit. Here, I don't even... There's one more important... There's a couple more important facts in here. Let me get to this quickly. He tries to go to Mexico to go to Cuba. Um, when pretty much Oswald had moved to New Orleans from Texas uh, for work, and that's when the Fair Play for Cuba thing I talked mm-hmm. about earlier mm-hmm. talked about um, that had happened. He was working, um, and also when he was in... Um, New Orleans. He had worked as a machine greaser. He was fired um, from that. Um, then he started a fair play for Cuba and all that stuff. He, go- he goes, he leaves New Orleans after receiving his unemployment check, which was $33 at the time. It was uncertain when he left New Orleans, but he was bound on a bus to Houston on September 26, 1963 bound for the Mexican border, rather than Dallas, and have told other bus passengers his plan to travel to Cuba via Mexico. He arrived in Mexico City on September 27th, where he applied for a transit visa at the Cuban en- en- Embassy, claiming he wanted to visit Cuba on his way to the Soviet Union. The Cuban Embassy officials insisted Oswald would need, a Soviet, need Soviet approval, but he had been unable to get prompt cooperation for the Soviet en- Embassy. Five days of shuttling between consulates, including a heat or heated argument with an official of the Cuban consulate, a passionate pleas to KGB agents, and at least some CIA scrutiny, Oswald was told by a Cuban consular officer that he disinclined to approve the visa, saying that a person like Oswald, in place of aiding the Cuban Revolution, was doing it more harm than good. Later on, October 18th, the Cuban embassy approved the visa, but by this time, Oswald was back in the United States and had given up his plans to visit Cuba and the Soviet Union. Still, date later, eleven days before the assassination of President Kennedy, Oswald wrote to the Soviet Embassy in Washington D.C. saying, "I had been able to reach; had I been able to reach the Soviet Embassy in Havana as planned, the embassy would have had time to complete our business."
1: What does that mean?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. Well, the Warren coalition concluded that Oswald had visited Mexico City and the Cuban and Soviet consulates question of whether, regarding whether someone posing as Oswald had appeared at the embassies were serious enough to be investigated by the House Select Committee on Assassination they do that because there's no pictures of him, the Warren Commission and the Federal Government say that he went to Cuba he went to Mexico City to try to get into Cuba,
1: uh-huh.
0: there's no pictures of it you have CIA scrutiny. names, like yes we had men on Oswald at that time, the CIA admits it, we had men on Oswald What are the pictures? Pictures Maybe. proving what that he, was pictures that he was in Mexico City. They don't have any. Where's the picture? Okay, let's ask the Cubans. Hey um, Oswald or the Soviets. Hey Oswald was here at this time. Um, can we get pictures of it? Because you have cameras in front every embassy has cameras Cubans We don't have any pictures. Soviets. We don't have any pictures. Okay, he went to the Mexican uh Consulate down there. Okay, you got any pictures? Oh, our picture. when he visited that day the uh, cameras weren't working oh the one day he was here <laughs> His, your cameras are not working
1: is there <sighs> any truth to the points made in the JFK film about there being multiple Harvey Oswalds being seen. They did
0: produce someone, I don't know whether it was the Soviets or the Mexicans could produce a picture saying that this was Lee Harvey Oswald and it was the picture, same picture you saw in the movie. Uh-huh. The guy that looks nothing like Lee Harvey Oswald.
1: Why? Why? Why produce that picture? Because
0: they said that that was Oswald. Who did? One, A couple of... Mexico. Couple, I think Mexico. Mexican officials said that this was Lee Harvey Oswald. This is the name. This is the person who gave the name Lee Harvey Oswald and he tried to get and get a visa into Cuba.
1: So is it stupidity or what? Like, what's the motivation for them? To... I don't think the
0: Mexicans ever saw what Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald was when where they were posting his picture. Why produce that
1: kind of photography? We, like I, there's, kind of there, photo.
0: there's a couple of people in that embassy that said that this is the person, picture that they show that looks nothing like Lee Harvey Oswald. That literally, you could go, that's not Lee Harvey Oswald. Let's see, gained a couple of pounds, grew a couple of inches in and, and a dick of mustache. <laughs> so at this point if
1: the Mexican embassy is claiming that this is Harvey Oswald.
0: Either Oswald
1: is a is a wanted man at this point? No, they no, he's he... not a
0: wanted man. He's still riding in anonymity. He's still in the shadows. Yes, the CIA are following him yes the cuban the cuban government knows about him because he's trying to get in the country and the soviet government knows about him because he was living in their country but this guy wasn't like hot shit and then you produce a picture you say hey produce pictures of him walking to these embassies and trying to get this because they're trying to lay blame after either the soviets or the cubans feet man they don't have any pictures oh the cia want them Where the pictures we don't have any fucking pictures
1: Wait, so what's your point? What well, my here?
0: point is, is that I don't think he went to fucking Mexico City trying to get into Cuba. I think the War Commission report is lying about this. Why, why though? Because you got If you have the CIA on him, they're like, look, they were in Mexico City. We knew he was trying to get in. Why are all the fucking pictures proving it?
1: No, no, like, why would they lie about it? That's my question.
0: Because they're trying to lay the blame at someone else's feet. Oh, he's a communist. He hated capitalism. He, he fucking hated U.S. society. He blames Kennedy for his ills and his woes. So, yeah, he tries to leave and go either back to the Soviet Union and go back to Cuba, mainly go back to Cuba to live a socialist life. They won't let him in. He blames Kennedy. Because one thing I've looked up and researched with Lee Harvey Oswald this whole thing In the assassination of President Kennedy and killing of Dallas police officer J.D. Trippett there is one major huge thing that's missing can you guess what it is
1: um Harvey Lee's
0: motivation what do you mean what is the motive to what is Lee Harvey Oswald's motive to kill the president
1: there really isn't there one. isn't one there really isn't he one.
0: never gives one and they've researched it. There's no re- Why? That's a huge thing. That's one thing that you can't gloss over. What is the motive? Why? If, like, John Walls Booth, when he assassinated the president, President Lincoln, he hated Lincoln. He wanted to avenge the South. He wanted to fight for Southern Way of Life. Shot the president. Leon regards, when he assassinated McKinley, he hated capitalism. He hated McKinley. He saw him as a pretty much the big wig for, lead, for capitalism, especially in the West. The nut who assassinated Garfield. He wanted a job. He was nuts. He thought they got Garfield elected. Robert Kennedy, when he was assassinated, Sarah Sarhan, he hated Robert Kennedy's um... Support of Israel. He was a he was a what well, was a Palestinian I think he was Palestinian. I'm not sure. Palestinian Egyptian. He hated the fact that Robert Kennedy supported Israel. Where's the motive?
1: With Oswald. Oswald. Yeah. Right. Why did he shoot Kennedy? Right. If he was psychopathic and like at that moment he was really down on his luck and like mm-hmm. he just he just wanted to go out guns blazing, why the president?
0: Why the president? You could have walked at Dallas, Dallas police officers, <sighs> the Dallas police station, just like fuck it, and just start shooting, It's you would have died in a gla- blaze of glory.
1: And it's not like why the president doesn't say like it's not like we're not talking about like
0: mm-hmm.
1: a scenario where you know he went to go shake his hand and pulled but pulled out a gun and killed yeah. him. No, we're talking about something elaborate,
0: planned, planned, elaborate, far away and like that's one thing like even the people and he had plans of escaping
1: yeah He. it's not like it wasn't just like a, an end scenario for him to kill the president and then if he dies he dies no mm-hmm. he was trying to get out of there
0: yeah like you ask people who, who are concrete stone Oswald did this what was the fucking motive they give vague answers to it. Mm-hmm. they don't give no that's that's vague because you don't know. No one knows. We don't know why he did. He wasn't just, oh, this is a crime of passion and I have mental issues and I want to kill this man. No, because this was too elaborate. This was too pre-packed plan. This was first degree murder and you got to have some sort of plan to be able to do this. And he, if He did do it. He carried out that plan, but what was the motivation for that plan?
1: Right. When you're charging someone with murder, the motive is incredibly important. Right. And he incredibly important. important. I mean, not just important for the narrative, but important to charge someone with murder.
0: hmm And not only that, it added to the fact that he did this, that he's under FBI surveillance. He's under FBI surveillance. When he comes back, supposedly when he comes back from Mexico City, he goes and gets a job. He's able to get a job through a family friend, Ruth Payne. At the Texas School Book Depository, where Ruth Payne's neighbor's brother had worked to get Oswald the job. He's starting at a dollar twenty-five minimum wage. Um, Oswald's boss said Oswald did a good day's work. It was above average employee. He gets stays at a um a half halfway, not a halfway house, a boarding house, which is close to his job. He seems to be working out. Things are seems to be working out first time in his life. I mean, $1.25 minimum wage. Orderville, like hey, it ain't much. Even back then it wasn't much, but still, yeah, definitely not much now. <laughs> just, mm. just, but back then it was that was minimum wage. Things were working out. The FBI is still on him. They visited his house twice. They say they visited his house twice um, in early November. Oswald was not present. Oswald visited the Dallas FBI agency about two to three weeks before the assassination, asking to see special agent James P. Hosting. What you remember that day, JSP Hosty, Hosty, rides with toasty. <laughs> when he was told that Hosty was unavailable, Oswald left a note that, according to the receptionist read, "Let this be a warning. I will blow up the FBI and the Dallas Police Department if you don't stop bothering my wife." Signed, Lee Harvey Oswald, Esquire. <laughs> Interesting. That's what the receptionist said that don't allegedly contain some sort of threat, but it counts very well Oswald threatened to blow up the FBI. Because I don't know about you, but if you threatened to blow up the FBI, I don't care what age you live in, now or back then, you're getting arrested, Jack. And he wasn't arrested.
1: And the fact that he went to the FBI headquarters, I did not know that. I didn't. Yes, two went, weeks before the Two weeks before the
0: assassination, he went over there, went over there, asked to see Hostie, Hostie wasn't there. He left a note for him. According to Hostie, the note had said, if you have anything you want to learn about me, come talk to me directly. If you don't cease bothering my wife, I will take appropriate action and report this to the proper authorities. Agent Hostie said he then destroyed Oswald's note on orders from his superior, Gordon Shakelin, after Oswald was named a suspect in the Kennedy assassination. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. If this note was a threat of or any kind or just information, getting it to Oswald, and he'd just been accused of killing the president, why would you destroy this letter? Mm. Why would you destroy it?
1: Plain's devil's advocate here. To cover up any trace that they knew that Oswald might have had the mental cap- like capacity or like the motive to do something like that and not... And them not doing anything about it, but still, so even even
0: even if it was the fact, but still, that's still useful because you turn okay. He threatened, like say what the receptionist said was true. He threatened to blow up the FBI. You didn't arrest me as I'm killing the president. Okay, that's his motive. You're harassing his wife or whatever he was insane. Okay, yeah, you're gonna get in trouble for not shooting, not sending a letter, and not arresting him. But you might be a chance to save your career if you bring up that letter and, like, look here to a prosecutor, to the prosecution's office, whether it's Dallas, federal, it'll be federal because, yeah, it'll be federal when you kill the president. It's a federal crime. Here, here you go. This, you know, the federal attorney is like, here, here you go. This what pro- this what proves that he's capable of doing this. And, uh, you, you, the hostie and his supervisor is like, no, it's not important to destroy the letter. Why Would you do that?
1: Um, no, yeah, I it seems uh rather rather uh a bad decision to get rid of that.
0: Yeah, it's it's a horrible decision. Yeah. It just oh God, it, it
1: disboggles my mind that he went to the FBI two weeks before the assassination. I didn't know this,
0: yeah, because they've been following him, they've been following him, they've been asking to talk. To him, they've been asked. They've been bothering the person who rent the boarding house he was staying at. They were bothering his wife and his children. So yeah, he went to the FBI agents. I believe what the what had happened was they had been asking about him and harassing his wife and driving by his house, driving by his job, making him uncomfortable. So he went down there and was like, "Look, stop bothering my family."
1: So the official story is the official narrative, right? is that he got the job at the school book depository yeah. so that he could have access to the window where he shot the president from, right? But right. you're saying two weeks before the president's assassination, when he had already had the job at the book depository, then he threatened the FBI? Then so, he threatened the FBI. Yeah. So that kind of destroys the narrative of, like, he wanted to kill president. He wanted to kill the president. So he set up this huge narrative uh, and conspiracy Got a job at the school depository so he can have access to the window where he can shut right. the president from. Mm-hmm. It kind of destroys that narrative. It destroys it, that timeline. Yeah, time it, it, yeah.
0: It, it goes against that timeline that, like, yeah, I got this job just to kill the president.
1: Because he had a job already when he walked into the FBI. Yeah, he already had a, he already had the job because so, they've been
0: harassing the person, the person that was running his boarding house. They've been harassing her.
1: And right, because if he had plans on killing the president before he went to the FBI yeah. and made a uh, threat, mm-hmm. uh, why would you go into the FBI and make a threat against them if you're planning on killing the president already? Right. Wouldn't that kind of blow that plan out of the water? Oh, yeah. you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to so me So then it's, me. it's not premeditated, him getting the job at the school book depository. No, we
0: even then, it just it doesn't sound like, oh, I'm going to get this job in the school book we'll depository. So it's supposedly he was in Mexico City trying to get into Cuba. It ends up coming back, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to kill the president. I'm going to shoot him in his face. I'm going to get a job at that building. What building is that, sir? Oh, I have a Texas school book depository, baby. <laughs> all right, I'm going to get a job there. And when the president comes and drives by, I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> no. Yeah, he got the job because someone recommended him for the job and he needed a job to support his family.
1: Right. Yeah. So not premeditated.
0: Not premeditated from that point. I mean, it doesn't stop him from being premeditated once he learns that the president is going to be driving through. Um, uh, Passage affects school to school book depository, but doesn't give this large narrative. It's like, I'm going to shoot them. Again, we don't have a fucking motive.
1: No motive.
0: We have no motive for why Lee Harvey Oswald wants to kill the president.
1: Okay, so what happens next? He goes and makes the threat.
0: He goes and makes the threat. They destroy the letter. The the president's trip is announced. He's working that day. I don't know if the CIA, the the Secret Service, and the FBI does not communicate with each other. Because that's something big. Like, especially if... (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's another thing. The FBI knows where Lee Harvey Oswald is. He's working at the Texas School Book Depository. You know where the president is going through because you've seen it in the paper. He's going to be driving past the Texas School Book Depository. He's so dangerous. Why aren't you warning the Secret Service? Or Benny yet, why aren't you getting off your ass? Driving to the school book depository. Standing in front and like, where's Lee? Lee, we need to talk. Come with me. You're not going to be here doing what the president is. Because I, or if you are here, I'm going to be looking dead at you.
1: Do you think when it happened, right? Mm -hmm. When the assassination happened. Let's say the CIA is innocent in all of this. Right. Do you think they immediately went to Harvey Oswald or went and and you know like, when when the, when the story came out, were they immediately like, oh yeah, this must have been Oswald?
0: No, I don't think they thought about that.
1: Even though they were,
0: even though they were watching him, even, even though they were watching him, I don't think they had thought about that until afterward. The way afterwards they were like, hmm, where did it pass by? The Texas School of Depository. Oh, shit. Even then, I don't think they thought that too heavy about it, but here, you know, let me give a short synopsis of what Oswald was doing that day sure. of this assassination. And days before Kennedy's arrival, several local newspapers described the route of the presidential monique, which passed the Texas School Book Depository. A couple of days before, or November 21st, a Thursday, Oswald asked Frazier for an unusual midweek Midweek, lift back to Irving said he had to pick up some curtain rods the next morning the day of the assassination he returned to Dallas with Frazier he left behind 170 dollars in his wedding ring but took a large paper bag with him Frazier reported that Oswald told him the bag contained curtain rods and the Warren commission the war commission concluded that the package of curtain rods actually contained the rifle that Oswald was going to use for the assassination oswald co-worker charles gibbons testified to the commission that he last saw oswald on the sixth floor of the texas school book depository at approximately 11 35 minutes before the motorcade entered daily plaza the commission report stated that oswald was not seen again until after the shooting however in the fbi report taken the day after the assassination gibbons said the encounter took place at eleven thirty and he later saw Oswald reading a newspaper in the first floor domino room at 11.50. William Shelley, a foreman at the depository, also testified that he saw Oswald making a phone call on the first floor between 11.45 and 11.50 a.m. Janitor Eddie Piper also testified he spoke to Oswald on the first floor at 12 o'clock p.m. Another co-worker, Bonnie Wade Williams, was eating his lunch on the 6th floor of the Depository and was there until at least about 12.10pm. 10, 10 he said that during that time, he did not see Oswald or anyone else on the 6th floor and thought he was the only person up there. However, he also said that some boxes in the southeast corner may have prevented him from seeing deep into the sniper's nest. Caroline Arnold, the secretary to the vice president of the Texas School Book Depository, informed the FBI that she left the building to watch the motorcade. She caught a glimpse of a man who she believed it was Oswald standing in the first floor hallway of the building just prior to the assassination. As the Kennedy motorcade passed through Delhi Plaza at around 12.30 p.m. on December 22nd, Oswald fired three shots from the sixth floor window of the School Book Depository. killing the president, is seriously wounding. The governor John Conley, one shot apparently missed the presidential limousine entirely. Another struck both Kennedy and Conley, and a third bullet struck Kennedy in the head, killing him. bystander James Teague also received a minor facial injury from a small piece of curbstone that had been fragmented when struck by one of the bullets. Howard Bittman, Bittman, Bitterman was a steam spitter who was sitting across the street from the Texas School Depository and watching the motorcade go by. He noticed the police. He not- notified police that he heard a shot come from above and looked to see a man with a rifle. With a rifle, fire another shot from the southeast corner window on the sixth floor. He said he had been the same man minutes earlier looking through the window. Biederman gave a description of the shooter, and the Dallas police sub- sub- broadcast the descriptions a 12:45, 12:48, and 12:55. After the second shot was fired, Bierman recalled. This man I saw previously had aimed for his last shot and maybe pause for another second as though to re- cure himself that he hit the mark.
1: Okay, so we have corroborating evidence from many, many witnesses. They're saying that he He was there. there. He
0: was there. Yes, he was in a building. He was there he was in
1: and the building. that and that he was oh, he was there at that <coughs> time, right? At right. the time when right. it happened. Mm-hmm. So I it's no question that. I don't think it's ever been a question, even in a conspiracy theorist's mind, yeah. that he... He was he, there. He, not only was he there, but he took the shots.
0: I, I, some conspiracy theorists think that he didn't take the shots, that it was someone else, that he was sitting on the death... Here, the, pretty much, according to investigations... Oswald hid and covered the rifle with boxes after the attack and descended through the stairwell. About 90 seconds after the shots rang out, Oswald encountered police officer Marion L. Baker, who had his gun drawn on the second floor of the lunchroom. The patrolman was accompanied by Oswald's supervisor, Roy Truly. Baker let Oswald pass after Truly identified him as an employee. According to Baker, Oswald did not appear to be nervous or out of breath. Truly said that Oswald looked startled when Baker pointed his gun directly at him. Mrs. Robert Reed, a clerk clerical supervisor at the depository who returned to her office when two minutes after the shooting said that she saw Oswald was very calm on the second floor with a coke in his hand. As they passed each other, Mrs. Reed said to Oswald the president has been shot when she mumbled something in response but Reed did not understand him. Oswald is believed to have left the depository through the front entrance just before the police sealed it off. Truly later reported out to officers that Oswald was the only employee that he was certain was missing.
1: Gangster, he just
0: walked out the. Front he floor. just walked out the front door. Hey, I shot the president. All right. This right.
1: This gangster. He just
0: walked out of there like a gangster. All right. He boarded a bus around twelve forty. Uh, went back to his boarding house, changed, got his, get a. Let me see. He left the boarding house. He later got a jacket, and he then left. According to the Warren Commission, he concluded at approximately 11.15 p.m., Dallas patrolman J.B. Trippett drove up in his patrol car alongside Oswald, Soon, because Oswald resembled a police broadcast description of the man seen by witness Howard Bremen firing shots from the presidential motorcade. He encountered Oswald near the corner of East 10th Street and East Patton Avenue. This location was about nine-tenths of a mile southeast of Oswald's rooming house a distance that the Warren Commission concluded Oswald could have easily walked. Mm-hmm. Gets to his house at one o'clock, grabs his jacket and a revolver according to the Warren Commission and then gets out and then walks one-tenths of a mile. Fifteen minutes, okay, yeah, you could do it. Unless you're a fat ass. <laughs> um, Tippett didn't pull alongside Oswald and then Paley apparently exchanged words with him through the right front window. Shortly after 115, Trippett exited his car. Oswald immediately fired his pistol and killed the policeman with four shots. various, various Numerous witnesses heard the shots and saw Oswald flee the scene holding a revolver. Nine positively identified him as the man who shot Tripit and fled. Four cartridge Karch- cases found in the scene were identified by expert witnesses before the Warren Commission and the House Select Committee having been fired from a revolver later found in Oswald's possession is to the exclusion of all other weapons. However, bullets taken from Trippett's body could not be positively identified as being fired from Oswald's revolver as the bullets were too extremely damaged to make conclusive assessments. He was then arrested at the Texas Theater, brought to the Dallas Police uh headquarters um he had, Oswald admitted that he went to his boarding rooming house after leaving the school book depository he also admitted that he changed his clothes and armed himself with a 38 revolver for leaving his house to go to the theater Oswald denied killing Kennedy and Trippett, denied owning a rifle, and said two photographs of him holding a rifle and pistol were fakes. He denies telling his co-workers he wanted a ride to Irving to get Kurt Ross from his apartment. He said that the package contained his lunch. He also denied carrying a long, bulky bulky package to work the morning of the assassination. Oswald denied knowing A.J. Haddell, which was an ID that was found on him. He, um, He also had a Ford's Selective Service System card bearing his photograph and an alias Alec James Haddell. Had, he also had that in possession. Oswald refused to answer any questions concerning the card, saying, you have the card yourself, and you know as much as I do. Wait,
1: this is the alias that he said... This is the alias, alias it, that he used in Mexico City? This is
0: the alias that he used to... In New Orleans. In New Orleans. Yes. And I believe this is the alias he used to... By the rifle, yes, A Hadell, A J Hadell. that was a uh, ACU special agent Hosty and police Captain William Dallas Police Captain William Fritz concluded the first interrogation of on Friday. There's no notes of it. There's no notes and no recording of that interrogation.
1: There's no notes of the of interrogation any interrogation of, of the I believe. person being suspected of killing, killing the, the, president the president of the United States.
0: Yes, even in the minor case, he's charge and suspected of killing a police officer. There's no notes and there's no recording. Seems rather odd. Very odd indeed. So, and during that time also, <coughs> Oswald did not have a lawyer present. He asked for a lawyer many times. He did not have a lawyer present. So, those notes, if you had took him to trial, him asking for a lawyer.
1: And them denying it.
0: Not even denying it, not getting him one and interrogating him. All those notes, and even if he got a confession, be out the door. Couldn't present it in a court of law. Right. Because he asked for a lawyer and didn't get him one. So, let's talk about Oswald's death. On September, no, excuse me, November 24th. Sunday, Oswald was escorted by detectives through the basement of the Dallas Police Headquarters towards an armored car that would take him to the nearby county jail. At eleven twenty-one a.m. Central Standard Time, Dallas nightclub operator Jack Ruby stepped from the crowd and shot Oswald once in an an abdomen at close range. Oswald was taken unconscious by ambulance to Parkland Memorial Hospital, the same hospital that tried to save President Kennedy. Life two days earlier and then Oswald died at one o seven PM
1: The infamous uh,
0: shot on 10 national second, television
1: 10 second clip yeah. of Jack Ruby shooting.
0: Yep. Shooting him dead. And uh Yeah. Uh how did uh, Jack Ruby get into a Dallas police headquarters? Everyone's filled up with gun everyone has a gun. And he has a gun. He's able to get that damn close to Oswald and shoot him in the abdomen. Right.
1: He's not a reporter. He's, he's not, not, uh, not a, a part rep- of the police.
0: Yeah, he's a nightclub owner. Part of the police department. He's, a, yeah. he's right. The a nightclub n- owner. nightclub, nightclub owner ends up getting not only that close, because he'd been there days earlier, photographic and uh, video evidence of him being at the uh, Dallas police headquarters since they captured Oswald. Mm-hmm. he's there. He has a question.
1: I, I, I don't know. I don't know. From what I've read about Jack Ruby is that he was b- very buddy-buddy with the police department. Yeah, that's what I read too. You know, whether maybe he did some favors for some of the corrupt uh, police heads down there or, you know, he gave them extra favors in the, in the, in the strip club. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He had some leverage with them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, so
1: I guess the question the question there is, do they allow for that to take place? Uh, Did they just look the other way?
0: I think they just looked the other way, especially with this guy. I think they just looked the other way.
1: Because like whoever let him in, wouldn't you ask why you're here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, wouldn't you just assume that's probably something up to no good? Yeah. A nightclub owner. I'm not saying all nightclub owners are criminals, but, like, you're a nightclub owner, man. It's not like you're a priest. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: you're not a priest. You're not You're not any type of uh, investigation service. Like, you have no reason yes, to be there. you have zero reason to be here. And yet, you are here. Why? Why, <laughs> Why is this guy here? Why is this guy in a police station armed? why
1: I mean I, I think the easy answer to that question is that they that they allowed it to happen that yeah. they that they knew that there was a uh, there was a possibility and they knew that because of the way they handled the interrogation that he might be let off in court
0: yeah.
1: Oswald I mean
0: uh-huh.
1: you know I mean, <laughs> there's a a, there's no source? better justice than a bullet. In their eyes, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's not a... What if they What if they really thought that Lee Harvey Oswald did it and that he was going to get away with it?
0: I don't know. Do you know I what mean, I'm saying? You have, you have the rifle. You have a picture of him with the rifle. Um, you have witnesses that put him at the scene of the crime. You have witnesses that put him at the scene of the crime when uh, Officer J.D. Tippett was shot. You Yeah, you fucked up on the fact that you did not get him a lawyer when he requested one, and the fact you had no audio recording of your interrogations. Still, it's still you have a strong case against him to at least bring him to trial.
1: No, for sure bring him to trial.
0: And might get a conviction.
1: All right, so the... The other theory is that Ruby didn't do this for the police department. He, in fact, did it to silence Harvey Oswald. Yeah. So that he would not take the little yeah. lid off the conspiracy. R-
0: Ruby's reason for shooting, his motive for shooting Oswald, because he was so distraught over the murder of President Kennedy. That's and he what to it said. To spare his wife, Jackie Kennedy, from having to come back to Dallas to testify. That was his motive. Jack Ruby doesn't seem to be as a guy who's really, really loved the Kennedys. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong, but just from researching, I mean, doesn't really seem like that type of
1: guy. So much so that you kill
0: someone. You shoot the guy. And you throw
1: your life away as a nightclub owner. You throw your life away.
0: Well, what his motive was because you're he so would angry. be so c- celebrated as to... The hero? He did the hero, that he would literally, people would flock to his nightclub. He wouldn't be arrested. He'd be like, it's a noble hero. And he'd be flocked, brought to the nightclub, and, uh, and people would buy tickets to his nightclub, and he'd be filthy, stinking rich, and be known as that's the hero. That's the guy who shot the guy who shot the president. That That's a big mouthful, but <laughs> um, that was his motive. I, I, I don't know. I don't know i just don't oh, know this this whole thing this whole two-hour deal and there's plenty of other conspiracy theories that we haven't even talked about like there's an israeli really government conspiracy theory there's a federal reserve conspiracy theory that they shot the president there, there's aliens don't forget about aliens <laughs> the Beatles involved i think john lennon was like oh you know what Oh, like the Kennedy guy! I'm gonna, I'm gonna take him out. Oh, I don't forget that during the presidential campaign in 2016, that Donald Trump uh, implicated Ted Cruz's father oh, yeah, as, yeah, 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 yeah. As, as being the oh, guy who shot Kennedy. Oh, like man. he was, he was part of the conspiracy. Because I happened to look at a National ge- national not Geographic, no, no, they would never report anything like that yet. But National Enquirer, and hey, look, there's uh, Ted Cruz's dad shaking hands with the president. I mean that. I mean it fits into my conspiracy theory that Ted Cruz is a, is a zodiac killer. <laughs> but like hey, like father like son like I would, dad I would complete what you just started. But d- come on, there, there, there's some ridiculous conspiracy theories out here about it, and there's some some that makes you want to think. And the ones that we named on this show is ones that are obvious and constantly being brought up. Like I'm not gonna bring up the Ted Cruz dad fucking theory because it's stupid. It was broken by the National Enquirer, and the National Enquirer is about as reliable as fucking uh, the uh, Stephen Glass of the New of the New Republic back in the late nineties was fabricating stories for the New Republic. It's about as reliable as Donald Day Trump. <laughs> it's just, it's just... So, okay, yeah,
1: no, some of the theories are ridiculous, right? Yes. some of the theories are absurd. Yeah, and some not. Yeah, we touched on the ones that are not, not. Uh, absurd. Yeah, in this podcast, and the the questions still remain. I mean, we had the CIA um, release some documents this year, right. about a month ago. Yeah, that I've uh, I haven't personally looked over myself. I looked but over I, some
0: of them, and they just they're, yeah, some of them are kind of useless. Some of them brings up that was kind of interesting that 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 one of the the war commission brought up Martin the King for some reason. I don't know why that Kennedy had said something about Martin Luther King during their investigation into the Kennedy assassination. I don't know why, because Martin Luther King had nothing to do about it. Martin Luther King had bigger fish fry at that time. <laughs> it's just like, hey, it's the president. All right. Um, there was other things that he listed on it, but it was mostly pretty useless to the, uh, that fact. Um, so I, I, that's why I didn't bring it up in his broadcast, because they were useless. They're just some useless information.
1: As honestly did we think it was gonna be anything but did no, we it think was, it was gonna be anything but fluff? Yeah,
0: no. I, yeah, I thought I thought literally they would like they would reveal the name of the real person who killed Kennedy and it would be Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> a and chance. Fucking and fucking mouse and then he ends up then they ends up taking over Lucasfilms and Star Wars and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So yes, it's all uh connected hand, but um Real quick, let me th- let me get your opinion on this. Why do you think? Who do you think killed the president of the United States, John F. Kennedy? Uh,
1: one word answer: the CIA. The CIA. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I believe I I so, like I wholeheartedly believe that CIA had uh, the power, the means, and the motivation. Um, I'm not talking about the entire organization. My God, of course not. Mm-hmm. But What I'm talking about is uh, select people that that uh, Kennedy fucked up their li- their career, their livelihood, right. and was taking the country in a direction that they didn't approve of. Right. Okay. So, All right. In um, one word, I, the CIA. CIA. Yeah, 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 yeah. um, I mean, who pulled the trigger and actually <coughs> killed him? Yeah. Oswald or one other... Um, gunman mm-hmm. but who was behind it the CIA that's my opinion what do you think
0: um there it, I'm about 50-50 on this uh, 50% of me by by left side of my brain <laughs> <right> <laughs> uh, right uh, believes it was Oswald believes it was Oswald through and through with without um and with major fuck ups on the federal, the FBI side, the CIA side, the Dallas Police Department side. Major, huge fuck-ups that would cost them their jobs and their careers if it got out at the time that this guy had done all this shit and ended up coming back and killing the president. That, that's major huge fuck-ups that's like destroying departments. That's like fucking splitting up the CIA and the FBI into a million pieces. That's firing J. Edgar Hoover and Richard, Richard Helms, um, who was leading the CIA. That's getting rid of national security departments that made, done this huge, gigantic fuck-up. The other 50% of me kind of goes with the CIA. That the CIA has done this stuff before. Look up Guatemala back in 55, um, the plots to kill Castro, um, Pinochet in the 70s, the Shah of Iran in the 50s, um, black ops shit they done across the world, major crimes, human rights violations and crimes, assassinations, patience of the law. They had a hand in that. So they do have that hand in doing it. Um, it wouldn't be that far-fetched for them to go, we have a person that was elected by the government, that is elected by the people to serve as the head of state in our government, that we feel is wholly inept and not prepared to do this job. It's not a cold warrior. It's not prepared to do everything it can to destroy communism across this world.
1: Right, the times are too... The
0: times are too,
1: too, chaotic, too chaotic to have someone like that And in the
0: stakes are too high. Right. Because if the communists win, then we're all under communism. And then that's it. Game over. We lose. Right. But at the same time, why would you do that when you have all these facts that say that Kennedy is his cold warrior, but just wants to think and do things mechanically uh, with thought and if we are caught that's game over anyway because people will get angry rise up and want to take you out so 50% of me believes it was Oswald alone with major fuck-ups and 50% of me believes it was the CIA Oswald included and someone else
1: Sorry, so, listeners, I had to go feed my cat. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's all um,
0: fine. The it cat
1: needs to Yeah, no. I, 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 know I that's agree. Yeah, I, know I agree with you, though. Like, yeah. well, I'm more like 60-40. Yeah. I can't say it's the CIA, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but it seems highly plausible to me. Yes. And uh, it fits. Yeah. Like you said, they yeah. have a history of doing shit like this. Yeah, yeah a huge history. And people, shit. you know, people, people on the street, when you say stuff like that, no. The CIA. The CIA is gonna do. The CIA is gonna overthrow a government in the United States. They wouldn't do something like that. Are you kidding me, man? They you know not much they, shit they're involved in in this yeah, country.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not trying to sound tinfoil hatty here, mm, but they do a lot know, of
0: it's, terrible shit. It's been proven. As it's,
1: as much good things mm, they've done in in the name of country, this country's security, the they've God also done a lot of shady stuff. Shit. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's not like. We're blaming this clean uh, pure organization of taking something taking part in something so horrendous mm-hmm. as to murder its own president. Mm-hmm. but such right. such is, and, such is yeah. the, uh, the nature of the beast.
0: Yeah, and they've gone out even people to try to expose them, they've gone out and destroyed them. Gary Hart. Remember, remember Gary what was it, Gary Hart? Yeah Ga- Gary Hart. Remember the movie Kill the Messenger? we saw yes. yeah how they destroyed his reputation because yes. he exposed the fact they were taking drug money uh the iran is part of iran contra part other operations taking drug money they were making from uh, sales in latin america supplying them to the contras um and that dope end up showing up in in south central los angeles harlem chicago everywhere they, that was cia That was all CIA. Right. To defeat communism. Right. (laughs) Because, hey, when you want to defeat equality and Marxism, you use dope. (laughs) Right. Dope will... Rick James said it best. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. (laughs) It's a hell hell of a fucking drug. And it will destroy people's lives and governments and social movements. (laughs) So... Um, they, they have the means for it. But I, I know I'm giving it like a cop out between 50 50. But hey, you know, this this researching the story and looking into it as deeply as I looked into it, it's it's a fucked up story. It's fucked up and weird. That That's why it's all weekend weird. <laughs> and it's convoluted. You can't, when you point towards one thing, you're bringing up something that, that's not. And, you know, you can't just go with what the. the the media is telling you because, like ABC, a bunch of other discoveries like, "Oh, it was all Oswald," and, but they can't explain this. They cannot explain. They cannot give me a motive. They cannot give me a motive. What is the fucking motive? Motive goes a long ways because motive sets up him doing this, this, and this, and this, and this, and something that you also miss. But you're not giving me a motive. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on this. Yeah okay, so, so uh, are we wrapping up? Yeah,
1: we're about to wrap up. Not, uh, not that there isn't much more to talk yeah, about, but they, like we hit the major points. Yeah, we hit
0: the major points. I mean, we could do another podcast about this. But you know, frankly, I'm fucking sick of it. There's a lot of weird shit in this world, <laughs> that has, and throughout history, that um, we need that I need to look into, uh, either with yourself or other black minded people who have an open mind and are going to ask questions and be skeptical both sides, whether it's this happened or this did not happen. So right. we're leaving this right now, unless we get some information and maybe we we'll come back to it on a different day and talk about the uh, Federal Reserve conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> of the the president. So, uh, Ogu, yes, thanks, man. Thanks for doing this no with me, problem, especially man. a second week. This was this was awesome, and yeah, what, what, what mark are we on? We're almost at two hour mark for this one. The first one was an hour and a half. This was two. We spent. Three and a half, almost four hours on this.
1: No problem, man. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's it's this is a pleasure. I love, first of all, I love talking and I love yeah. hearing your. Uh um, historical perspective on things. Right. You're uh, incredibly knowledgeable about oh, this stuff. You. I'm sure half of the shit you research, you already fucking knew. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. Some of it I knew. Some of it I was just like, "Oh, huh? this <laughs> like, uh, I didn't know that." So no,
1: it's it's yeah, been a pleasure so, on this side as well. Yeah, so, so I really appreciate it.
0: All right, no no problem. All right, well that's it for today. Um, if you haven't heard part one, go back and listen to part one. Um, we we'll give you That gives you more background. We'll talk about the actual killing. Um, also, I have a review for my other podcast, the Art of Everything podcast. I review Justice League. Justice League just came out this weekend. I give a non-spoiler review. I might go back and give a spoiler review because there's some things that I liked about the movie. And there's some things that uh, I just had to go, wow, this is Stupid. <laughs> uh, um, so go back and listen to that. Also, go back and listen to the first podcast uh, of Weekend Weird. The first, the first episode. We talk about Mothman.